Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, June 11th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. There won't be a Destiny 3 anytime soon. Persona 4 Golden is probably coming to Steam. Alex Kidd is getting remade. A new Transformers game is on the way. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare's latest update is somehow even bigger than it's supposed to be. Bungie outlines Destiny 2's upcoming content roadmap, and we probably won't see Destiny 3 anytime soon. Earlier this week, Bungie outlined the kind of stuff coming to Destiny 2 all the way into 2022. Season of Arrivals and Beyond Light expansions are coming before the end of the year. The Witch Queen will arrive next year, and Lightfall will be coming in 2022. And there will also be a Destiny content vault that will cycle previous updates in and out of the game. It's frankly impressive that Bungie has as much planned as it does as far in advance as it does. It's not unexpected. I think I've even said it a few times on this podcast. But another update that came as a result of all this is it seems Bungie does not currently have plans for a Destiny 3. Polygon's Ryan Gilliam reported on the lack of a new numbered entry for Destiny and wrote, After the announcement on June 9th, game director Luke Smith jumped on stream with Dr. Lupo to talk about Destiny 2's future. In the short Q&A session, Luke Smith told Dr. Lupo that Bungie does not plan on making Destiny 3. And... In a new article detailing the evolving world of Destiny 2, the studio wrote that splitting the Destiny community was frustrating enough for players that Bungie recognizes it is a mistake we don't want to repeat by making a Destiny 3. Polygon had its own chance to talk with Luke Smith and asked him if the name of the game would ever revert to just Destiny. And he said, at this time, we're going to keep focusing our efforts on the game itself. There are a lot of moving parts for changing the name, whether it's work with platforms, string files, title screens, storefront work. It's a lot of work. There are a bunch of really successful games with twos on the box. One of my favorites, Dota 2, springs immediately to mind. It's worth noting, Luke Smith, that as far as I know, I don't think Dota 2 has ever been in a box. I could be wrong about that. At this point in the Destiny franchise's life cycle, realistically, the name does not matter in the slightest. People who play the game just call it Destiny. And Smith is right. Having two in the title doesn't really hinder it in any way. I don't think anyone who is interested in jumping into Destiny at this point pauses and thinks they should play the first game before diving in. The game really should at this point just be called Destiny though. It's not really a series anymore. Destiny 2 is a platform. It would be like if World of Warcraft's first big expansion was called World of Warcraft 2, and then the name just stuck as Blizzard updated the game into oblivion. It's a little odd, but everyone just kind of gets it. 
Persona 4 Golden is rumored to be coming to Steam. The Persona series is beloved by many, but mainly it's beloved by my wife, who recently finished her playthrough of Persona 5 Royal, complete with a platinum trophy. And in the middle of playing Persona 5, she started replaying Persona 4 Golden on her Vita. It looks like she might not be the only person playing Persona 4 Golden, though, as it is heavily rumored to be coming to Steam. Website PersonaCentral.com, which, as you can imagine, is pretty focused on Persona news, covered the rumor with author Reggie writing, Twitter user at SabiWabi has reported that a source of theirs has gained access to Steam database files indicating that Persona 4 Golden will be released for the PC soon. Twitter user Nito Mata has corroborated the report, stating that the Steam DB listing for Steam DB Unknown App 1113000 is apparently the one for Persona 4 Golden. Further claims have been made from notable industry insiders at Wario64 and at ZHugeEX that the rumors are legitimate, among many others corroborating the reports, and that Persona 4 Golden will be announced and released on the same day. Furthermore, a Sega support page can be found for a Denuvo DRM solution error tied to launching Persona 4 Golden on the PC. PersonaCentral.com has other evidence too, like Persona 4 Golden icons appearing in Steam's backend and stuff like that, all pointing to the pretty likely scenario that the game is heading to a new platform outside of the Vita for the first time. The game originally released on PlayStation 2, but Golden which is an expanded, improved version of that original PS2 game, has only ever been available on Vita. If the game comes to Steam, which seems highly likely at this point, it will mark a mainline Persona game's first appearance outside of a PlayStation platform. Lots of Persona spin-offs have appeared on other platforms, but mainline numbered Persona games have only ever released on PlayStation platforms. My hope is that this is the first step towards Persona 5 Royal coming to Switch. That's where I want to play it. IGN Expo reveals a new Alex Kidd, chivalry for consoles, and a lot more. IGN kicked off its big summer expo yesterday, which featured all kinds of game announcements and interviews and different things, and there was some cool stuff. Metal Hellsinger is a game that looks a lot like Doom in that it's a first-person shooter that takes place in hell, but it's all set to music in a strange way. You must fire off your gun and kill demons in time with a metal soundtrack that orchestrates the action. It doesn't look terribly unique. You would be forgiven for confusing it with Doom, but I don't know that I've ever seen anything that plays like it. It comes from developer The Outsiders, a studio that doesn't have any published games yet, but did showcase a really interesting game called Darkborn about a year ago that conceptually put players in the shoes of a Grendel-like monster in a medieval setting. It looked interesting, but the Outsiders recently announced that Darkborn was being shelved, and it looks like it was being shelved in favor of this, Metal Hellsinger. Also announced was Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, which is a game I find myself weirdly excited about. Alex Kidd was Sega's mascot platformer before Sonic the Hedgehog for the NES competitor, the Sega Master System, and this game is a full remake of that first 1986 Alex Kidd game. It's been about 30 years since there has been anything new Alex Kidd, and I'm eager to play the game 
if for no other reason than to just help me understand the historical relevance of the character. It helps that the game looks pretty sharp, too. Demon Turf was also shown during the show, and it's a game that's kind of hard to explain. It's a 3D platformer, but the thing that makes it unique is the animation of the protagonist. It's a 3D world, but the character moves as a two-dimensional object. It's kind of reminiscent of the awful, awful Bubsy 3D, but this game actually looks cool. It's from developer Fabraz, a studio that released a platformer called Slimeson a few years ago. IGN also showed Mortal Shell, which IGN's Joe Scrabbles described as a Souls-like created by a team that loves Souls-likes. And it looks like a Souls-like, which I say is a compliment, but its setting looks a little more dreamlike with weird magical floating platforms in the distance. It looks really cool. Some other quick hits from the show... Observer System Redux was shown, which is an overhauled version of Bloober Team's cyberpunk mystery game that stars Rucker Hauer. A bunch of Yakuza Like a Dragon gameplay was shown, which is the next mainline Yakuza game. But the big change for this entry is that the combat is going turn-based. Borderlands 3's Bounty of Blood DLC was shown, and it was revealed that the popular online medieval combat game, Chivalry 2, is coming to PlayStation 4 and 5, and Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Chivalry 2 will also have cross-play across all its versions, which is really cool. The internet expressed some general disappointment in the show as it was hoping for bigger, more impactful, exclusive reveals, which I sort of get, considering this is basically E3 week and we're all jonesing for massive video game reveals, but I also don't think IGN over-promised it all. It laid out the plans for its show pretty clearly early on, and there was a lot of stuff on display. I am excited to see what the rest of the show looks like. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 is being made with Unreal 5. Microsoft published a blog post rounding up a lot of known information about the Xbox Series X yesterday that didn't have a lot of new information, though it did refer to the console's aesthetic design as industrial and bold. But there was at least one small detail that was interesting. It's not particularly surprising to learn that Hellblade 2 is being built 
or rather will be built, with Unreal 5, but outside of Fortnite, there really haven't been many confirmations regarding what games will use the engine. Microsoft wrote in the blog post, the power of the Xbox Series X was first demonstrated with the unveiling of Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. The team will be building the game on Unreal 5 and leveraging the power of Xbox Series X to bring the Hellblade franchise to levels never before seen. The footage shown was captured in-engine and reflects the power of Xbox Series X available to developers to deliver new universes, experiences, and games in ways you have never imagined. This actually might even be the first non-epic game to officially announce it is using the new Unreal 5 engine. It's not a revelation by any means, but it is interesting. A new Transformers game, potentially a strategy game, is on the way. Bandai Namco released a very short trailer this morning for a game called Transformers Battlegrounds, and it showed a small city from an overhead perspective as a battle between various familiar Transformers raged in the streets. It's hard to say exactly what kind of game it is, but it doesn't look like an over-the-shoulder third-person action game, which is what the last handful of Transformers games have been. Could be strategy or maybe something kind of Diablo-esque. Outright Games is involved, potentially as a co-publisher or something like that, but Outright tends to specialize in games for kids. They were behind the kind of open-world RPG, Adventure Time, Pirates of the Enchiridion, which I thought was actually a pretty interesting game. A leak has revealed Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix. A Target store listing popped up online yesterday for a previously unannounced game called Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix. It's obviously a sequel to Nickelodeon Kart Racers that released in 2018. As you might assume by the title, it's a kart racer starring various Nickelodeon characters. The cover has a weird mashup of modern and classic Nickelodeon characters like a Ninja Turtle, but not a Ninja Turtle based on the design of the Ninja Turtle show that is currently airing on the network. There's a cartoon version of Jojo Siwa, There's a Loud House character, which is a very popular Nickelodeon show. And then there's Ren and Stimpy, which are characters that I don't think today's generation of Nickelodeon watchers would recognize. I'm surprised there aren't more kart racer mashups like this, especially considering the success of Mario Kart 8. But maybe that's the point. Why compete with Mario Kart 8? Considering it's not technically announced yet, it does not have a release date. Call of Duty Modern Warfare's latest update is 84 gigabytes for some players. It has become a running gag now that Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone are going to take up basically all of your hard drive space, and there's there's nothing you can do about it. The file is huge, and the downloads only bloat the thing even further, but even with all that, the most recent update was still surprising. On PS4, Modern Warfare's latest update is about 32 gigabytes, and on PC, it's about 45 gigabytes, both of which are large. But on Xbox One, the update is coming in at 84 gigabytes, which might be the result of a bug. The Activision support Twitter account tweeted, We're actively investigating an issue for hashtag Modern Warfare where some players on Xbox are seeing a larger-than-expected download size for today's update. Stay tuned for updates. It's a bizarre thing, but if you happen to see people on the internet talking about something being 84 gigabytes, well, now you know why. 
Here's what released today. Project Warlock, a game I actually talked about a few days ago, is out today on Switch. It's an old-school Doom-inspired shooter that has a bunch of magic in it, along with bullets. Samurai Showdown, the 2019 reboot of the classic Neo Geo fighting game series, is out today on the Windows Store. It's a solid game, as far as I know, but it's, it's not the most exciting release. The game is kind of already on PC by way of Stadia. Beyond Blue is out today on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, which is a very pretty game about exploring the ocean. It is a little reminiscent of Abzu, another very pretty ocean exploration game, but this one looks a little more realistic, less abstract. It has some really great looking whales. That's it for gaming news today. Yesterday, I reported on Dead Space writer Anthony Johnston's series of tweets, teasing something for today's PlayStation 5 event. Many think it's something to do with Dead Space, which I certainly want it to be, but I am thinking it's probably something new that we'll be able to boast from the writer of Dead Space. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, we already know what it is, but pretty much right after I published yesterday's episode, I was double-checking show notes, links, and stuff like that, where I had links to Johnston's tweets, and it looks like he deleted them all. All the tweets that were teasing whatever reveal is happening today and were winking at people about Dead Space are all gone. So who knows what that's all about. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info and please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. I might have beaten it by the time you're listening to this episode. And you can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow when we will all know a whole lot more about the PlayStation 5 and its many games. I am basically hitting publish on this episode and then heading over to watch the stream. I'm really excited about it. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.